Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com, keyword wealth. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra, with host, Miss Shannon. Yes, thank you for joining us for this edition of the Financial Health and Wealth Show. I am very happy to be joined by the daughter of the mother-daughter team here today. This is going to be a great episode as we uh, just kind of talk about what's going on with not the general economy, but your personal economy. You know, yeah. we're just bringing it down to a little more manageable level because we can't affect the overall economy right. necessarily it's going to do what it's going to do right we're a very very tiny tiny small little piece of that but um we'll we'll give some updates on on the general economy as well but we do want to focus on i think in life it's good to focus on what can we control right, right. what do we what are we able to do no matter what's going on um, externally, right? What are the areas that we're able to actually impact and control? Right, and that's a good topic for us to talk about this because as we are recording today, um, it's pretty much more than halfway through uh, 2023. Oh, I thought you were going to say the summer. I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, no, no, I know. no, no. Yeah, That's, yeah. yeah, yeah I was just kind of talking about the year in general. Yeah, year <laughs> but the I summer, know. I mean, the summer, I think we all have different... Um, I'm one of those people, there's some people who love the summer and they're like, oh, I want it to go on forever. I'm one of those people that, and I'm the opposite. Like summer's <laughs> not my favorite. It's oh. hot. It's humid. Yeah. It's a complex time for my family, especially my kiddo and I, because right. we're out of school and there's no routine. And so I think that that's another good reason to, regardless of how summer relates to you, yeah. this is a good time to go, okay, I need to settle and figure out what I'm going to do as I move forward. And Hopefully some of the conversations that we're having today will help you be your most present self each day mm-hmm. for the rest of the summer that we have and for the rest of the year so that you can just sure. really enjoy as much as you can so that you're not living in the what is going to happen mm-hmm. and am I doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So if you are someone, though, that's looking ahead to the fall and you're excited and you can't wait, um, you certainly could go to our website and look at some of the webinars coming up. Mm-hmm. Go to the events. So that is one thing you could do if fall is your jam and yes. you can't wait for it to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you just want to plan ahead because there will be then reminders sent to you if you have an interest. And we have, I know, Social Security, Medicare topics, as well as our women and in investing and things here um, during this last segment of the year coming up. Right. So. And that's clearstepfinancial.com. Also a great place to go if you would like to set up that complimentary consultation. You can go to clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk mm-hmm. and just go ahead and get it. You know, a- another thing that you can go, well, that's thing, something off my plate. Right. Knowing that I'm starting this conversation, maybe setting yourself up for success as you move into the remainder of 2023 mm-hmm. and, and just go, okay. I'm glad that this is good. I mean, I'm one of those people. I like the little reminders that I get from like my budgeting apps and things like that to go, you know what? The day wasn't perfect, but here's one thing that you did. Yeah. <laughs> yep, good job exactly. here. Right. Look at like, what you did. Pat on the back. Like, You've hey. got this much now here. And yeah, exactly. And I so this is a good. great way to do that for your personal yep. finances as well. Yep. So we did want to, we did want to talk a little bit and just um, address a few Kind of just a few things in the in the general economy that are going on right now, and we'll see how things. You know, we monitor a lot of different areas and a lot of uh, of aspects, but we'll we'll kind of see how things unfold the rest of this year here. Um, but one thing one thing that did happen this last week, and we're not going to talk about what does it mean, all that kind of stuff, but just know 
Moody's cut the bank ratings this last week here Mm -hmm. for the United States. If you want to know more about that, you can certainly look into it. But that is something that could have some impacts um, in general, you know. And can we give the high level summary of what that means to, you know, like, first of all, who's Moody's and why does it impact things and, and, and that kind of thing? Is that okay? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Big picture. I know. So how do we two sentence it? I so, know it's very difficult. Yeah, because so there's there's different organizations that give um, that give rankings or that kind of monitor um, the banks. Right. And mm-hmm. Moody's is one of those. And so they they monitor the banking system to a degree and they and they gave a downgrade to our banking system. In, right. In a kind of very short Way of saying it now, that could be a whole nother show topic on some of those things. And we're not experts on all the ins and outs of the banking system itself. So that is, like I said, if you do want, if you do want more information on that, I would definitely just, you know, do some digging on that. Because I know there's information out there on what's going on with that and and what, you know, and I don't know exactly the long-term impact yet of what that'll mean. So right. we just want to talk about it, at least put it out in the room so that people are aware of it. Yes. Just, just, these are some of the things that are going on right now. Um, one thing Reuters uh, reported, and this is, uh, you know, a number of places have reported it now, but that that things, we may see some things slowing down because China, their imports are lower. They've come out lower than they expected. And mm-hmm. if you look at based on a year ago also, that's a little bit lower. And right. so... There could be some things either shifting or slowing down. Um, some things maybe a little bit skewed on that. They did talk about that also because some there are some things that cost a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And so they may be getting a little bit more, but maybe the volume, like the actual cost might not be as high. Okay. And so anyway, there's a number of factors, but these are just things that are that came out this last week. That we just want to at least address and right. let people know about some of the kind of the macro, the bigger things that are going on in the world right now. It may or may not trickle down in an impactful way to you and your personal household. But, but it but gives again, you an indication of where things might be going and what, you know, I, I see these articles, too. And it's always great to be able to bounce them to you, Cassandra, and go, hey, what do you think this might have? You know, how might this ping pong through the economy that where it will get to? Uh, affecting yeah. some of the decisions I might have made. Right. And so it's, you know, I'm, I know that I, I, you hear more and more that there might be people that they look for things that are made in the United States. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there, there has been certainly since COVID, I think there's been somewhat of a resurgence of some of that, right. right. Where people, whether it's small businesses that are producing things and, and creating a product or a service that is available to people or on a bigger scale, right. That, that they're growing at some kind of a business in, in, uh, in the United States here and then producing things here. So mm-hmm. we, we went way to one end of the spectrum in the early two thousands, I think, um, where we just outsource so much right, yes. and so fast. And maybe that was a good thing at the time. You know, I don't, we're not here to debate any of that, but that's mm-hmm. what happened. And so, you know, a lot of times the pendulum can kind of swing back and, and balance out somewhere. So we're not sure there may be some of that as well. Um, we're more maybe going on here in the United States. So China is going to see less of that as well. Right. So, Cassandra, we're going to go to break. When we get back, can we cover some more of these headlines that are just maybe some big swatch things that are happening in the general economy Mm -hmm. and then figure out a way to bring it down to what's going on with our personal economy. Does that work for you? That's absolutely what we're going to do. We also want to remind everybody that securities and advisory service offered through Harbor Investment Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, and let remind you that you can be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. Be right back here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show with our friends from Clear Step Financial on My Talk 1071. 
Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Also want to remind you that this is a fantastic podcast. If you want to hear us in your ear, you know, just in your earbuds, want to pass it on to a friend. That's right. Exactly. We always you want us in your head. Exactly. You should because sometimes you're like, oh, I couldn't really be fully present and listen, but it it did have some information that would have been of value. That's Mm -hmm. a great time to go and just pull it up. You know, wherever you find your favorite podcast, or you can always go to mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword wealth and find this episode and previous episodes if you're like oh that's something i need to listen to but right now i'm on my way to the cabin or i'm on my way back from the cabin or the dog and i are walking and you can't pay attention so listen to it at your leisure absolutely and and by the way we we maybe don't say this enough but we love we love to hear topic ideas if people have different ideas that Mm -hmm. they love to hear brought into the open air um or or even feedback yes so we and you can it. do that a variety of ways. You can go directly to clearstepfinancial.com and then you can get to you know, go ahead and go and give the feedback that way. Or again, if you go to mytalk1071.com, use that keyword wealth. You can also email the show. Mm-hmm. All that information comes to me and I make sure I distribute it to everybody. So we love to hear from you. So make sure that you do that. You can also call in today and be part of the show. That number is 651-641-1071. So we got through a couple of headlines. Yeah. The next one that you had on the list is something that I read about as well and uh-huh. it seems to be such a big shift because we shifted so much into the virtual war we world when we were in the midst of the pandemic that it mm-hmm. was like Zooming was a daily activity. It's something it that a lot of us... became a household word, right? Exactly. Zoom. Like, that's everything you did. We were, you know, we were Zooming for school. Yeah. We, we were Zooming for work. We used to think it was only in kids' little books. Zoom, exactly. Zoom, there right. you go, right? Now, now it's all now everyone every day. does it all day, every day. Right. And so now a variety of people still do it every Every day, yep. all day, but it may appear that a lot of people are doing it a lot less. Well, you know what? I'm not sure mm-hmm. what the, what it actually means. the The headline, or the, the actual the the update in the economy, is that so in October of 2020, Zoom stock hit an all time high of 568 dollars. Right? right, and we can imagine, right? That was you know it, well in, enough into the pandemic that most people had acclimated to Zoom at that point, absolutely, right? or some kind of virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. Now, though, it's interesting. More and more people that I talk with are on other types of maybe even video platforms and things. So obviously, the marketplace for that bubbled up because there was Correct. a need. Um, so Zoom's not the only kid on the block, and I know they weren't before, but they certainly became the most popular one. Correct, I think, right? Mm-hmm. But this last week, their stock um, is was about sixty eight dollars. So right. that is a drastic, obviously a drastic change. Um, and again, we're not here to talk about what happened or why, but it is interesting. Yes. You know, it's interesting. And one thing that I think is kind of funny and ironic is that they um, they made an announcement that they're going to have their own employees in the office more. Correct. So much I thought was yeah. so funny. Right. I agree. And there's uh, we're seeing that a lot of companies yep. are going nope, come back to work. Yeah. And it at is least, interesting. At least in a a portion of the time, which which I don't, you know, maybe there's some good to that too. Again, we're not here to to uh, to argue either way, but it is interesting, right? A right. company that is based on being virtual and having meetings virtually is saying, it's like, no, come here. No, we want to person. see you. Yeah. You have to be in person. Now. I think it's interesting, <laughs> and I know we'll be able to do a whole show and bring in some of our our other ancillary experts to talk about just what the you know, the, the the directions that we are going mm-hmm. and what is normalized and what's now going back to what yeah. was the old norm yeah. that would be a fascinating conversation well, to have yeah because there's a lot things. of those changes that it's, yeah it's one of those things where right the pendulum swung so far one way mm-hmm. everything was virtual for a time pretty much you yeah. know, for the most part not mm-hmm. everything but most things and now i think there is 
you know, maybe in some ways, some kind of balance or normalizing. And that when we do consultations with people, I would say we still do a lot of virtual ones. Right. And I don't, and I think it's not that people necessarily don't have an interest in meeting face to face. I think a lot of people do maybe prefer that, but when you outweigh the the whole, we've talked about this, the, the travel time, time, the mm-hmm. effort, the, you could be more efficient, do, you know, meeting virtually sometimes. So I think that all has to weigh into your decision on how you want to meet, but we still have probably the majority of people that we meet with uh, that are new clients and even existing clients. We just meet virtually. And that so. just makes sense for me because I'm also like, oh, I don't have to collect all my yeah. stuff. If you, if you ask me a question, it's in this drawer over here. I yeah. can pull up this thing yeah. on my desktop. So I understand that there's a variety of reasons why we still are using some of this virtual right. stuff, but it does seem fairly telling that, as you said, that Zoom itself is going, no, we want some of you to be back in. Right. We want to be able to see you. So right. we'll see what that ends up affecting uh, as far as the overall that that digital and that, you know, that part of the economy. And I said, there's a lot of people that are working in there. So we'll see if that has any bigger repercussions as mm-hmm. we continue on. Mm-hmm. I know all, all interesting things to ponder. Right. right. If you're having mm-hmm. your morning hot cup of whatever. Right. right? Then maybe ponder some of these Exactly. Let us know what you come up with. Now, this next number, it's the kind of thing that back in the day would really make me, I don't know, feel guilty or bad about myself going, am I doing enough? Am I part of this? This this downtrend, because we have some numbers about statistics on who has retirement accounts. We're looking at what we're looking at is so the Motley Fool put out a a statistic. Only about 55 percent of people between 35 and 44 Mm -hmm. age, right, have a retirement account that has a median balance of about 60,000. Right. 60,000. So um, so it's interesting. And then they also go on to talk about how their kind of their rule of thumb recommendation is by the time you're 40, have three times of your salary in savings. There's all these different general rule of thumb things. Um, and the point of bringing this up is not to say that uh, shame on you, right? right? You're behind or you're maybe you're ahead or whatever. And again, I think we all have to remember we're just running our own race. We're not racing against anyone else. It's not even a race necessarily. But we are moving in a direction towards a goal. I'm glad that you remind people it's not a race because it definitely feels like it. Sure. Yeah. It's very easy to get in that mentality. Right. And then that's why I do. We do like to talk about these things is that you see these statistics. You hear these things. You might feel guilty or shame yourself internally. Right. Mm -hmm. Little we might be in your head right now. But when we're not in your head, a lot of us hear those other voices that may be not as uplifting. Yes. So we do like to remind people it's not to shame you. And we want people to feel empowered and feel good about the direction they're going, whether you're at certain milestones or not, because honestly, that three times income statistic by 40, it's. For some people, that that would still put them behind, right? Depending on what your goals are, for some people that would maybe put them way ahead, right? So it's it really is so individual um, that I don't even like to go by any kind of rules of thumb, right? Certainly, if you're forty and you have three times your salary saved, great job, mm-hmm. right? Great job, pat yourself on the back, right? If you have one times your salary saved. You could still job. potentially yeah. get to retirement too, the mm-hmm. one that you're trying to aim for. So again, I don't like people to, you know, that whole keep up with the Joneses, right? When it and comes to your retirement savings, it doesn't work because everyone's aiming for a different target. And your mom always makes a great point, you know, when Carla's Which with one? us. So, so the one that she does make that I think applies to this is we also have varieties of ways to make it happen. Like Absolutely. when you're there, you know, even if you're like, okay, I didn't hit these manufactured or stated milestones along the way. People told me I was supposed to exactly. hit. Exactly. Once you're there, 
you can still figure out a way yes. to make sure that and capitalize on your time, do what you need to do. And, and that's when you're getting there, you're not going to all of a sudden go, oh, well, I didn't hit these milestones. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just so screwed. I'm never going to be able to sure. finish. You know, I have to retire and I can't make it work. Right. Like people always figure out a way to make it work or can people can be so they can have so much ingenuity. Right. Um, and it's really it's inspiring sometimes to see what people come up with because. Right. That the human brain and the amount of capacity and potential and creativity is endless. So right. we're going to talk about a few more things that have to do with the greater economy. But then we really want to dig into what can you specifically do? What are some things that you can do in your own personal economy to really push yourself forward? We also encourage you to be part of the show, reminding you you can call us at 651-641-1071 to go ahead and get your voice into the room and into the conversation. We appreciate that. Also, remind you, you can go ahead and set up that complimentary consultation if you go to their website. You just go to uh, clearstepfinancial.com slash mytalk. We'll see you right back. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also available at MyTalk1071.com. Use that keyword wealth. We'd love to have you download this episode and previous episodes. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier, our great friend from ClearStep Financial. We've been covering a few of the big topics that are in the general economy and then trying to pare them down to how they might interact with your personal economy. Mm -hmm. So also encouraging you if you have some questions on how does this relate to me, you can always call us at 651-641-1071. So the final thing we want to bring up before we really start focusing on people's personal economy Mm -hmm. is that I know we had this one more stat um, that was talking about you know, where we're at with where people are with their personal debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this report came out this last week and I know a number of places are reported on it. Fortune was one of them. And they talked about how the credit card debt just recently hit a record high of one trillion. Yes. Um, and that's a big landmark. I mean, it was nine eighty six, nine hundred eighty six billion. So it wasn't far off. Um, but then when you couple that, I know we talked about how NerdWallet had done their reporting here recently about how the average credit card Debt or uh, interest rate now is around twenty four percent. So it's very difficult to, to knock that, that out. Yeah, yes. and mm-hmm. we talk, we've talked about this, right? So it's not this is not a surprise. I think I think most people would say, yeah, I'm not surprised about that. Maybe you're even at a point where you have more debt than you had before, or maybe right. you're even at maybe you're at a point where you you've paid it down and you've, you're out of debt now, which is great. But but I think there are a lot of you probably know someone that has debt if you've you know if you've done a good job with that, but. So that is one thing. And I think that um, in general, I think people are feeling a little bit stressed um, in, you know, just knowing that that is that that's just something that's continued to grow. Right. And whether that's a product of the economy, of inflation, of just things costing more. I know some things have have come down a little bit, but in general or or just trying to keep a certain level of standard of living. I don't, you know, it could be any number of things. But, right. So here's let's talk about now. Um, what can you be doing? Right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. whether you have credit card debt or not, or whether you're on track or you think you're on track or you don't know, there's an, any number of things you can be doing to impact your own personal economy, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to look at it like, almost like we we talked about, you know, running a business and things. Yes. You almost, it's it can be good to look at your household almost like a business. Correct. And look at it and, and sometimes you might need to make some difficult decisions looking at... You know, you don't have necessarily a payroll unless you are self-employed, right? Then you Mm -hmm. may have some payroll things or if you're a business owner. But in your own household, look at what's coming in. Like one of the first steps to look at when you look at your finances is just kind of take stock of the cash flow of what is coming in, 
on a monthly basis and what is going out and where is it going? And can I include one thing? I just was recently, I saw a speaker at an event I was at. Instead of calling it difficult, they were calling them crucial. Mm -hmm. So crucial conversations, crucial decisions, because if we hear difficult, a lot of people just tap out. Because they're like, they're like, oh, I don't even want to think about it. So reframing it as this is crucial to your well-being. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of them, they feel like they're going to be harder than once you do them. They're not as hard as you think. No. And I mm-hmm. think, again, we, we've talked about this many, many times, too. But I think if you can start from a point of before you even jump into any of these types of exercises or, right. or activities, if you can have a goal in mind of. Maybe it's wanting to feel at peace with your finances. Maybe it's wanting to have more confidence around where you're at financially. Whatever any of the things you might not like feeling right now, Mm -hmm. if you have any kind of feelings of not in control or anything like that, if you think of what the opposite might be, and that might be a goal you're working towards, these can be things that can help get you in that direction. And of course, I mean, we're always happy to sit down with people and be that coach or that guide and give you pointers and things along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of our whole process. And it's very educational. But so if that's something you just want to set up a time to meet with us and talk through some of these things, we're happy to do that. Right. Um, and you can do that from the website. If you go to clearstepfinancial.com, use that slash my talk. Right. You can do that right away and they'll go, oh, hey, we know where you came from. We know why you're suggesting yes. that. You can do it. You can also call 651 855. Yeah. So if you look at yourself as as like the CEO of your household or business, right, or if you have a partner or spouse, right, and, and you are making these financial decisions, look at, again, look at what's coming in, what's going out, what's mm-hmm. the net. And yes. maybe you're, maybe it's negative right now. Maybe the net's negative. Mm-hmm. What are areas you can be creative and, and work to try and switch that or yes. increase it? Even if you have a positive net, see if you can increase it in any way. Ways to do that, right? Make more. Mm-hmm. So how can you make more? See if you can get a raise. Right. Look at comparable jobs that might pay more. Mm -hmm. Um, Pick up something part time for a time. Because I've seen, again, we've seen people be so creative and and ingenious about ways to get to their financial goals in a rapid amount of time. Right. Our one, we have a son that. He is so, when he gets his eyes set on something. He's just motivated. He's so motivated. Yes. Mm-hmm. It actually, it can be exhausting because he, he <laughs> is relentless enough. on, mom, how can I earn money? Mom, what can I do to earn money? Mom, Will what you pay me if I do money? this? I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Thursday morning though, he, he set a goal that he wanted to get this particular toy. Yes. Um, and, and he worked I can't even tell you. I can't. He's so close to being at his goal at this point. Yes. Because he has his own spending money, right? We don't, anything that the, the kids want, they know they have to earn their own money and buy it, right? We we provide, none of them are wanting, right? Right. But if right. it's something that they just truly wanted, it's this random toy, right? He went around the neighborhood and sold a number of his toys to earn money. He worked jobs around our house to earn money. The kid, I mean, the kid is so close to his goal right now. It's incredible. Anyway, Ooh, tiny this is entrepreneur, laser focused right. in like a 48-hour period of time. Anyway, so if if a small child can can think outside the box and do, I mean, how many people are selling things on second, you know, on the on the marketplace and yes. so forth? So there's so many things people can do to earn money, right today. So. Mm-hmm. And there's constantly those stories about here are these these side hustles that you can do, and there's things that you can that that might fuel you you know, fuel your soul, but still make you some extra money on the side. If you need to get something done. Right. Mm -hmm. So many things out there. So just be creative. Um, And then, so once you get to that point of you've freed up as much as you can, you're earning as much as you possibly can right now. Maybe you've, sometimes people find it freeing to cut out certain things or get rid of things. Right. And that can be a really liberating experience. So, so look at that, be creative with your food, 
I know it's coming up on school time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's looking at secondhand stores for certain things. Yes. You can find great deals out there on some of that stuff. So it's just being creative, right? Just being creative, shopping, your your car insurance, just looking at different ways. Where can you all save? Calling up your phone provider. We've right. talked about exactly. that, right? Could I, do you have any discounts, right? Yes. We cut our cable like a few years ago, and we did it just as a temporary thing at the time because we're like, let's just take a break. We have not looked back. Like, we don't miss it. I agree. So there are certain things, and we save we save so much not having the cable, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and have more quality time with our family too. Right. We're like, let's play a game, and it probably makes your kids more creative because they're like, oh, we got to go find something else to do. Oh my gosh! So if you're in a position yes. that you can do that, it's a great option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now let's say you've gotten to that point where you've you've freed up money. Okay? Yes. The next thing would be looking at then how how do you want to allocate those extra dollars. Um, certainly if there's debt, that's one area that you want to have a high focus on, especially if it's any kind of credit card debt and there's no way to get the interest lowered, like Mm -hmm. transferring it to a lower, you know, to a 0% one for a time or consolidating it in some way, right? There's a number of options. Look, certainly look into those options because anytime you can lower the interest on that, great. Right. Um, so you want, definitely want a a chunk of it to go towards that, but also your savings bucket. So like your short term, we'll call, you know, emergency contingency fund, whatever you want to call it. Right. So if that's not at least at about a three-month bucket of what your expenses are, so if your expenses are $5,000 a month, not necessarily your income, right? Your right. income might be like 7000 but maybe your expenses are five or whatever it is, right? Right. If your expenses are five, you want to have at least about 15000 then, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, just work up to one month's worth. Again, sometimes we talk to people that have like two years' worth, right? Because yes. they're like, I don't know where to put this. Right. It's just sitting here. So. You may be on one end of the spectrum or another or somewhere in the middle. That's fine. Sometimes people come to us and say, what could I do with this? Mm-hmm. So those are all great questions that we can help people with. But but having that emergency fund, too, is good to be building that up if you don't have that right. while you're paying down your debt. Because otherwise, you can continue in that debt cycle. Right? Yes. So next, once you've addressed those areas, we want to look at proper protection. Yes. And that's on the insurance side. So again, most people have their car insurance and everything. They got home insurance or renters. They most people kind of have those things in place. But when you look at your life insurance, that is a big area that we find that is not always well addressed. Right. So there's few people that we talk to that have too much. A lot of people have a sufficient amount, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that's the majority either. And rates are still again, we talked about this too relatively low right because there are people that are switching and kind of upgrading their policies if they still qualify health wise Mm -hmm. that are not paying a whole lot more or maybe even a similar amount and getting more or getting a longer period of coverage right there are still ways to take advantage of that right now if you're healthy so i would say just know that know that those that there might be options out there um if your policies are at a point where they might end soon right um, or if you're still healthy and you just want to push it out because i have some people that might have had 20-year policies, they might be six, seven, eight years into it. So they want to well, roll it a little farther out now, right, which makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no, typically in, in most term type policies or even permanent policies, we look at the pros and cons, but especially in term policies, you just, you can end it. You can just end it and start your new one, right? You don't ever want to end it till your new one's approved. Fair enough. But you don't, but then, but you're just. There's no penalty. No, you're not, you're not, right? Yes, there's no so penalty. So basically, really. so when you're Typically. doing those, when, you know, is there a limit on certain ones where you're like, okay, these can't overlap? Meaning, Does that happen? Like if you had a term policy of 30 years yeah. and it was at the max, can you just start another one or do you have to end you mean that if one it was and start? at 30 years, like you had it 30 years? No, I mean, if you were at 
five years in, but yep. you already had the, I know, I, I just see, I read some of the asterisks in some of these policies mm-hmm. where they're like, no, you already have the max of this kind of policy. So, so you got to do something else yeah, sometimes. So okay. then, so when you apply for a new policy, that's a good question. When mm-hmm. you apply for a new policy, they will ask you what else you have out there, right? Yes. And do mm-hmm. you intend to replace it or not? Because everyone has a point where they're, they're, it's like you have an insurable need, right? Which you have to be kind of within that realm of what would be a reasonable amount for oh, you to have okay. on your life. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And there, and there are rules because right. depending on what parents have too, they won't insure kids for more than certain amounts because Fair like enough. if you had 500,000 on you and you want to get like a 2 million policy on your child, they're like, what? Why? And maybe yeah, there's exactly. a reason, mm-hmm. right? But they would, they would, that would be a red flag. Yes. So anyway, so there are definitely certain limits based on what they deem to be like an insurable need. Um, typically, typically, mm-hmm. whatever your income is, typically you can get approved to up to 20 times that or more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that is a pretty good, um, amount that you would at least know that you have that window of. Right. So it could be more than 20 times your income, but that is usually, people have usually no problem getting approved to at least that if you have, you know, cause it's based on your income and that is based on an insurable need. Right. Thank you for clarifying that. All right. We're mm-hmm. going to go through some uh, some final tips and tricks for today <laughs> on what you can do to uh, help uh, just work on your personal economy. We're also going to encourage you to be part of the show. It's 651-641-1071. Be right back with our friends from Clear Step Financial here on My Talk 107. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. My good friend Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial is hanging out with us. We've been going through some ways for you to navigate some of the more complex parts of your personal economy. Also encouraging you to be part of the show at 651-641-1071. So let's jump back in. We, we've talked mm-hmm. about a number of areas, whether it's your cash flow, debt, savings, insurance. Um, one more piece on insurance is that long-term care side. Yes. And that's something that we, we always have a conversation with people, especially as they're getting closer to retirement. There are definitely a number of options, but um, just know that there's options out there. There's different ways. We're not going to get into too much detail today on it, but that's, that's another piece that as you're really, as you're looking at retirement, especially as you get into your late, late forties, early fifties, uh, mid fifties, right? Mm-hmm. Anywhere in there can be a great time to at least look at what the options are right. um, and start having some conversations around. Is that something that is important to us to look at? Maybe you've had a loved one go through some care needs and you've seen some of the impact of the expenses that it can create that you want to get in front of it if possible that can become um burdensome if you haven't really at least looked at how you're going to address that right so just just a tip there and again if you have questions on that we're happy to go through that with people in our consultations yes so then let's shift and talk about retirement um that's a that is a a question i think we get so often is i just want to know where i'm at Right. right even when we're doing reviews with people that are clients they always are asking you know, where am I at? How am I doing? Yes. Right? And so that's a that's a great question and a great thing to know. Do they right? ask in the, the uh, uh, as in a how long will it be until my money runs out? Like, how long can I stay retired? Could I, you know, um, is that how they do the question or what are you thinking? Well, I mean, more, I, I think once people get to retirement, I think there is there is that question of, mm-hmm. you know, how long will it last? Because there yes. are definitely, depending on what you're drawing from or how much you're drawing. Like I had a client who had a um, 
a trailer down in Arizona. Yes. And there was, it was so expensive as far as like she just paid for it, but then it was the monthly to house it there, yes. the, to rent the space there, all of it. And she finally just said, I just feel like I'm pulling too much out of my retirement. I just want to sell this mm-hmm. and then get something smaller or just something that I rent for a few months when I'm down there and then I won't be pulling as much out. Okay. So for her, and, and that was probably a good idea for her, right? We don't ever tell people what you can and can't do, mm-hmm. but she said, will this help? Would this help, right? Would it help my money last longer? Absolutely, it would, right? right. And so she decided, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think when people get to retirement, they're definitely sensitive about, uh, you know, am I pulling too much out or what's going on? So that's why once people are in retirement, it still can make sense to go through a consultation just to look at how are, how are how is everything positioned? Um, do we have at least, you know, some level of baseline income that we know there's some, um, you know, a surety with and so right. forth. Do we have some position for down the road more for when you're going to need to be increasing your monthly cash flow because of the expensive things going up where you can keep that standard of living, right. all those types of pieces. And then looking at taxes, how is that going to impact this whole bucket as you're drawing things? How is that going to impact your social security and your Medicare expenses? Right. So it's looking at the whole picture right? and it can be complex, right? So it's just helping people to see, well, if you do this now, this could help set you up for later. Right. right? So it's that retirement piece. But I think to get back to your question, a lot of people that are even on their way to retirement are wanting to know that. How okay. am I doing? Yes. Am I on track? Right? right. Can I still, by this age, can I still get that at, goal? Right. Okay. And we still do see, I would say this has been a trend for the last 15, 15 years, at least, at least 15 years, if not, maybe even longer, but that people get to a point in their, could be late fifties, early sixties ish. That's probably mm-hmm. the average where people they want to leave their main job. Okay. Yeah. They want a lot. This is not uncommon. If you're feeling like, I just can't work till I'm 65 or 70 doing or whatever, this. fine. Mm-hmm. But so maybe there's ways to be creative and then doing something else. And we've talked about this too, where it could be a hobby job. It could be right. something you just really enjoy doing. Maybe you're not drawing from your retirement yet and you're just using that to at least pay some of your living expenses or all of them for a time. Mm-hmm. You may not be saving as much, but that could allow your bucket of money to grow longer. I've had some people that I know go from, OK, I had this very high stress job to I'm a bus driver because yeah. I get the interaction. I get to hang out with some people, but I don't need that high stress yeah. and the level that or I was I'm a receptionist with. now. Or right. I'm just, I, and I just get to greet people and yes. say hi and mm-hmm. be a friendly face. Yeah, and, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Again. That it that is people's creativity, right? So that's where I would say that that could be part of the overall plan and picture where we look at okay, you save this much until roughly this age, and then maybe you don't save anymore, but but then you allow your money to grow. Yes. So still, where would we be at? So sometimes people just want to look at that scenario or look at different scenario options, and then how does Social Security? When does that play a role? Right. So it's looking at all those pieces. So one thing, again, is when you're when you're looking at doing if you want to do a financial checkup with us, great, we're happy to do that. Um, But some things to look at if you're just going to try and take a fine tooth comb to your own stuff, look at how diversified are you? Right. Right. Is most of your money right now in mutual funds in the market, whether it's in your 401k or in a few IRAs or Roths or whatever, are they, is it all just in, is it all in mutual funds in the market? Yes. There may be some additional diversification that you could consider. Okay. That you, you may want to look at depending on how close you are to retirement or not. Um, There may be other tax buckets to consider. Sometimes we find people are heavy in one different one particular tax bucket right so those are things to, to think about um potential risk you don't want to be too aggressive for too long getting right. to retirement 
But you also don't want to be too conservative too, too soon. Too early, yeah. Because that can that can impact maybe not reaching those goals too. So there's there is a balance, and I know some we've talked about. There's different things out there that can help mitigate certain risks, but also make sure that things possible, are growing, right? But yeah. still give opportunities for growth. So if you're just if you're at a point where you're anxious about things, there could be some really great options. I mean, again. People, the baby boomers, if you're a baby boomer, and I know Carla, my mom's not even here today. We're yes. still going to bring up baby boomers, but <laughs> right. they're such a we huge to, market. Right. Well, they are such a huge market yes. and they're all approaching or in retirement, mm-hmm. right? And so there are so many retirement type vehicles and tools available because that is their market. And yes. the baby boomers do move and shift and dictate a lot of the market with, because they're such a huge segment. Right. So they're a third, they're about a third of our population. Mm-hmm. So just know if you haven't talked to an advisor in a while, there's probably some really great options and tools and things that you could be considering for retirement. To, to help capitalize get, your, yeah, your comfortability, if nothing those, else. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Get some of those information, get some of that information. Um, Again, if, you, if you're 59 and a half or older, also, we, let, we always remind people, you may be able to move um, a, a portion or all of your 401k. Okay. Um, just as additional options, right? Because it gives you this, the, you know, the whole financial world is your oyster. Yes. <laughs> Instead of you have this menu of maybe 20 or 25 funds in your 401k. Right. There's over 10,000 mutual funds out there. So, and just investments in general, aside from mutual funds. Right. So anyway, lots of different options out there. Um, and then the last thing we just always want to touch on is making sure you have your estate planning in place. Whatever that looks like, whether it's just having power of attorney documents, healthcare directives, if you have small um children that are, you know, that are minors, yes. having something in place saying this is where we'd like them to go. Yes. Or I'd like them to go, right? Yes. And and then making sure all your beneficiary designations are accurate. Mm-hmm. Because if you do estate planning but you don't update your 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 beneficiary documents and so forth when it's needed to do that, whether it's from a divorce or a marriage or or whatever it is, it doesn't matter if if you have it in your it's still going to go someplace trust. that you didn't It'll intend. It'll go wherever you have it listed on those accounts. Okay, so just know that. Make sure that you're reviewing those regularly. Right. We also encourage you to find this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website. Go to mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword wealth and also set up that complimentary consultation by going to clearstepfinancial.com/slash/mytalk or call them at six five one six zero 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 eight five five.